Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Survive in Advance podcast. It's Friday, December 1, and we're here with NFL Week 13 podcast. It's actually been a while. You know, Thanksgiving break, had a week where, you know, school just wasn't in session on Friday, but Week 13, a great time to jump back into the swing of things, and we're going to stay consistent here. We're going to start with the power rankings, go over a lot of the games this week, actually every single game this week, obviously some more in-depth than others because we have some great matchups. I mean, just look forward to Eagles 40. Niners. How about that? How about two really hot young teams with the Broncos and the Texans squaring off in a little AFC matchup in Houston? But let's start with the power rankings because I love just starting the podcast, you know, with my 10 best teams in football. And then we go from there when looking at the NFL week 13 slate. The number one spot's a given because if you don't have this team in your number one spot, then you haven't been watching football, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. This is undisputed the best team in football. You know, they've beaten the Chiefs and the Bills in now back-to-back weeks. They keep winning. That 59-yard field goal from Jake Elliott, unreal to send that Buffalo game to overtime. Of course, it's Jalen Hurts running it in, although people say he's injured. That's all Philly does. You know, they just keep the naysayers, like myself a lot of the times this year, and shut them up and keep getting another win. They are by far the number one team in football, in my opinion. The Ravens at number two, and talk about a team that a team that just keeps winning. I will say Philly looks great every single week that they win. You know, they started early on. They didn't play very well against the Patriots was a game that I remember. And people are saying, you know, the Eagles, like they're just not the same this year. Yeah, they're getting wins. Yeah, they started what, like four or five and oh, but the Ravens, they have gotten ugly wins. Philly has completely flipped the script, and they start dominating teams. I mean, last week, obviously, a very good Buffalo team where they were just three, two-and-a-half-point favorites against, so what a win that was. They're not supposed to blow teams like that out. The Ravens, on the other hand, you know, they're a gritty team. They're physical. They're going to wear you down and put you away in second halves of games. They're on bye this week, so not too much to talk about them, but they're my number two team in football. Then swing it to the number three spot. I'm going to say it's the San Francisco 49ers. Talk about a team that completely fell off the face of the earth. I went on a huge ramble at the end of a podcast a couple, maybe even a month ago, and said the 49ers are going to lose to the Bengals. Their season is now in absolute shambles. They went from, what, 5-1 and one to 5-3 and three before you could blink. Two straight losses. They hadn't been playing well. And just like that, bang, 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 three straight wins for the 49ers. Welcome back to the top three. It did not take you guys very long. You know, now they're favorites against the best team in football on the road. So if that tells you how much respect the 49ers have from Vegas, the odds makers are just the analytics, then we'll leave that there. They're number three. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is a really good spot for Kansas City here because I don't want to put them behind, say, the Cowboys or the Jags or the Lions, but they're definitely not ahead of any of the top three teams. And also, it's not a bad spot if you are a Chiefs fan because, yeah, you're on the outside of the top three looking in, which is not a very familiar situation for anybody in Kansas City, starting with Patrick Mahomes, but this year hasn't been easy for them. You know, a super young wide receiving core, Rasheed Rice, their rookie wide receivers, their yards leader. He had a big game on Sunday against the Raiders, but it just doesn't really feel the same. Travis Kelsey with a costly fumble in that Monday night football matchup two weeks ago against the Eagles, which pretty much could, uh, you're not going to pinpoint that on the loss, but it just seems like everything that normally went the Chiefs way has been a lot more difficult this year, but you have to respect them for doing the job that they've been able able to do with you know grind out wins they went down against the Raiders on the road they bounced back had a very good showing in the end of that first half into the second offensively 
But they lose to the Birds two Monday nights ago. Now they've bounced back. I think they're in a very good spot at four. And then to round out the top five, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And with how bad the Cincinnati Bengals have been, with Joe Burrow going down, I don't know if I should start calling the Cowboys my Dallas Cowboys because of how high on them. Like, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I never will be. But with how talented this team is, I feel like a lot of people are forgetting just or not forgetting but not realizing at least in my opinion how far they truly can go i think this team is destined to make a big run you know they won last night on thursday night football and it is a tough time to talk really highly about them because their defense looked terrible last night you know the seahawks scoring 30 plus on them it's the first time in seattle seahawks history even that they scored 35 plus points and lost a game so you do have to give credit to dak how about dropping a 40 plus bomb on a seattle defense for the most part this season yeah they've been up and down but they've been pretty good you know they held the joe burrow Bengals under 24 points they played a very good game against the Detroit Lions when they won that one in week two. So you have to give the Seattle Seahawks some credit. That is a very tough loss for Geno Smith and company, though. Number six, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars, eight and three on the year. Huge divisional win last week. They beat the Texans on the road. And honestly, I just think this team has the talent to beat anyone because you could argue that the Lions should be six. Maybe even the Miami Dolphins should be six. But I just love the ceiling with the Jags because look at Trevor Lawrence's numbers this year. Outside of his huge week last week, he has not been that good. And people coming in the season were betting Trevor Lawrence to win MVP. He was kind of a sleeper, like, hey, this guy's going to emerge this year as a top five top six quarterback in the national football league and i don't think he's really done that but they're still winning games so i think this ceiling is extremely high for a guy like t-law i have them at the number six spot then at number seven i am going to put the detroit lions another eight and three football team and they haven't looked great the past two weeks what in the world happened against the Packers on Thanksgiving? They got beat up. They gave up over 20 points in the first quarter of that game. And then you look at the week before to the Chicago Bears. They should have lost that game. It took a fourth quarter miracle comeback to beat Justin Fields and the stinking Chicago Bears. So I'm not going to rip the Lions because, yeah, they pulled out that win. But it is a time where it's like for an eight and three team, are the Lions fraudulent? Because there's no doubt that they play a Mickey Mouse schedule. That division has been god awful this year with Justin Fields, a beat up Kirk Cousins, which is now Josh Dobbs. And, you know, the Packers, yeah, they've been up and down. They're kind of hot right now. But this was a team that was two games under 500 when they beat the Detroit Lions. So I am going to put the Lions over a team like the Dolphins because we have to look back to week one. The Lions do have a legit win. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs in week one of the NFL season. Then you take, say, the Miami Dolphins. They don't have a big win. Their only big win is the Denver Broncos when the Broncos had not won five straight and now reemerged themselves a contender in the AFC for the playoff picture. So the Lions at seven, a very healthy spot, I would say. And then that takes us right in to the Dolphins at eight. Really not much to say about the Dolphins another eight and three teams six seven and eight all eight and three but that's kind of been the story of the NFL this year I would say eight and three teams are really good teams record wise that there's just so much inconsistency like that win against the Bears to the Lions was so ugly that I like feel like I watched a loss but they still got a win on the stat sheet and that also comes to the me mediocrity of the bottom tier teams in the NFL just not even being good enough to put together end of games put together two complete halves of football so the Dolphins at number eight but still an eight win team seems extremely rare however 
Just look at their schedule. Go down it. They don't have a single good win unless you're counting the Broncos when they dropped 70 on them. But the Broncos were literally one of the worst teams, if not a bottom three team in the NFL after that game. The Pittsburgh Steelers at number nine. This is a seven and four team. And all I have to say in my notes right here is how does this team keep winning? Kenny Pickett? Are you serious? I mean, look at them compared to a team like the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are four and seven. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can pull this up right now. I think that's accurate. Um, Yes, this is a Chargers team that is 21st in NFL.com's power rankings, and they're four and seven. This is a team that is ranked below the Joe Burrow-less Cincinnati Bengals, below the Atlanta we-can't-win-two-games-in-a-row Falcons, and below the Jordan Love Green Bay Packers. So this team, yeah, they're number nine, but oh my goodness— I just don't really see how you could take a team like the Steelers and you have to give so much credit to someone like Mike Tomlin for this. And this isn't really one of those like sob stories where I'm telling you the Steelers aren't good. I think it's just crazy impressive what they've been able to do with their roster because nothing on film makes me believe that Kenny Pickett is a franchise quarterback. Najee Harris has taken a huge step back these past two seasons. And you look at a team that I like comparing it to, the LA Chargers, how much talent do they have? Keenan Allen's having a career year. They have one of the best, you know, versatile running backs in the NFL, run it, catch it, do everything in Austin Eckler. They have young play callers. They have a young head coach. I mean, obviously he's not doing the greatest job in the world with their four and seven, but the talent is there. And on the other hand, with the Steelers, it's not. So if anything proves that good coaching, toughness, a good defense, physicality can win in the NFL, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Because if they can get a win this week against a bad Arizona Cardinals team, don't look now, but the Steelers are eight and four and have a chance to contend for the AFC North, one of the best, if not the best divisions in the NFL. And then finally, to cap off the top 10, I have the Houston Texans. This is a 6-5 team, and boy, are they fun. They're good, they're young, they're tough. They have a first-year head coach. But I would love to see them get a playoff spot. I mean, put them kind of in the spotlight. Obviously, they probably won't host it, but let them go in somewhere to a hostile environment with C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, this electrifying offense, and... Go get a win. You know, I know it's early. It's week 13, but this is a very, very exciting young team. I'm going to put them over the Browns, though, in this 10 spot. I know some people might be upset with that decision. The Browns do have a better record than the Texans. The Browns are a seven-win football team. But I think the QB situation is just a mess in Cleveland. You know, DTR coming in, filling in. He's now injured with a little bit of a head injury and a concussion, so it's going to go back to P.J. Walker. It just seems like everything's kind of a mess right now with Watson out for the season. It really stinks because the Browns do have a very high ceiling when they are healthy, but I think that has dropped significantly with both of these quarterback injuries. That's going to take us right into the NFL Sunday slate. There's a lot of really good games this week, so I'm looking forward to running over them. The first one to start out with is definitely a Passover game. That's going to be the 4-7 and seven Chargers going into New England to play the Patriots, who are 2-9. and nine. The Pats are 5.5-point underdogs as home dogs. I think this one's actually going to be really low scoring. Obviously, that's not the craziest thing to say in the entire world after the Pats scored single digits last week. But 
At the same time, both teams honestly stink. You know, I just went on a rant about the Chargers. It's just so frustrating because everybody who knows anything about the NFL can acknowledge just how talented this L.A. team is. They're young. They have energy. They have Justin Herbert, who is a franchise quarterback. You know, he's not a fraud when it comes to talent. But if you look at his resume, he doesn't have big wins. They're 4-7 and seven on a year where they have a really good roster. And, you know, their season's just over with. Yeah, they're going to pick up a casual Chargers win. They're going to win a meaningless game against a two-win team, go back to five and seven. Hey, maybe they win another one after that and go to six and seven, and then we start talking about them again. They play in a big game and lose. Chargers over the Patriots on Sunday. Let's get into a more interesting game, which is the Lions and the Saints. It's actually a really good game because there are some marquee matchups this week. Take... Hey, the Broncos, Texans, 49ers, Eagles, maybe even Browns, Rams. How about Chiefs, Packers for Sunday Night Football? But this is one that's a little bit of a sleeper. Detroit goes into New Orleans, they're four-point favorites. And to be honest, I really like both of these teams. The Saints are just one game under 500, definitely on the outside looking in, but they're in one of the worst divisions in football. So that division is still up for grabs. You know, them, the Falcons kind of running for it are my two front runners. I think the Saints have a very good chance to win this division because of their defense. You take Detroit, we went over them. They come in after losing on Thanksgiving 29 to 22 to the Packers they should have lost the week before the Bears so when are the Lions going to step up because I think a road win in New Orleans as meaningless as some people may see that because the Saints haven't been great I think that goes a long way for a team that would improve to nine and three on the season kind of get everything back under them and advance into the latter half of these last you know big games when it comes to divisional weeks coming up because the Lions do have that NFC North kind of locked up right now but there's still anything could happen when you're losing games to the Packers and not playing well against the Bears I do have the Lions in a win this Sunday in New Orleans I think that their offense will eventually prevail the Saints defense has been really good for about two or three quarters this season but the Saints offense just isn't good enough to keep up with Jared Goff and how electrifying the Lions can be when they get out in open space give me the Lions over the Saints on Sunday now to a next game that actually is fairly important for two teams under 500, and that's going to be the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets. This one's in East Rutherford. The Jets will be playing on their home field. Jets are two-point underdogs at home. And guys, I'm just going to go into this one without too much analysis. I think this pick's simple. Atlanta cannot win back-to-back -back games. They, they just can't. It's been like the last two years where this Arthur Smith team is like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And with how bad the division has been, they've been a contender all the way into the late weeks you know it's it's week 13 this is kind of the make or break week for them and they're going to get another chance because the division's bad and the buccaneers aren't any good you know how it works with that division but they won their first two games of the season they're yet to win back-to-back -back games since they're now on the road in kind of a do-or-die game, especially for the Jets, because they're now getting hopeful that Aaron Rodgers could come back this season. He's definitely pushing it. I don't know if he's rushing it. I'm not going to jump to a conclusion there, but it seems crazy that we're talking about one of the older quarterbacks in the NFL who's not very agile, not very mobile compared to some of the young guns like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and he's going to come back early from an Achilles injury potentially? Talk about rushing him. The Jets get a win this week at home, remain alive statistically in the playoff picture. I think it's a J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets win on Sunday. Give me the Jets over the Falcons. I just don't trust Atlanta. They're not going to go on the road and get a game that they really could use a win in. Jets plus two is a complete lock. I think the Jets win on Sunday. 
Cardinals versus the Steelers. This one is going to be in Pittsburgh. Cardinals are pitiful. Boy, are they bad. Steelers are touchdown favorites. That's probably as big as favorites as the Steelers will find themselves all season. Um, it's a brutal game. I'll honestly say viewer discretion is advised in this one because it's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be messy, physical, the way the Steelers like to play it. And for that reason, they're going to win. I think the Cardinals will actually keep it in within a touchdown because the Steelers aren't good enough and can't score enough to beat anybody by two touchdowns or more. So I do think the Cardinals keep this one close to the point where like it will be an interesting watch on Sunday afternoon, but that's every single Steeler game. I have the Steelers beating the Cardinals. Takes us in to the Colts and the Titans game. This is actually just the first thing that jumps to mind is that it's must win for Indianapolis. Because the Colts are still alive in the AFC playoff picture right now. Obviously, the Jags kind of have control of that division. But this is a 6-5 and five team going on the road to Nashville after the Titans got a big win last week over the Panthers. And you know that's not saying much against a one-win Carolina team. But a win's a win. Titans had been struggling. And it's not going to be easy whatsoever. The Colts have won three straight versus the Panthers, Pats, and Buccaneers. But I don't really think they're going to stay hot here. For one of these uh, road games, low spread, Titans just one-point underdog, so pretty much just like a pick them 50-50, flip a coin. Seems like the Colts should be getting more respect in this spot for the sake that they are 6-5, and five, they are a playoff contender, and they have won three in a row. But what does that smell like to you? Because it looks like a letdown spot to me. I think it's going to happen. We'll see if it comes to fruition. I have the Colts losing to the Titans in Nashville on Sunday for a meaningless win for the Titans. But boy, would that be a bad loss for the Colts. I'm actually really confident about that one. A little bit of an upset. I have the Titans beating the Colts on Sunday. The Dolphins play the Commanders on Sunday in D.C., and the Dolphins are probably going to do in this one what they do best. They're nine and a half point favorites, and boy, can the Dolphins beat up on teams that they're supposed to beat. I think Miami goes into D.C., they put up 30 on a trash team, and the Finns win by a mile, and they get their ninth win of the season. And it's really hard to knock them for that because this is a team that potentially by week 14 of the NFL season could be a 10-win team, which is extremely impressive. But... We now look at the, that division, which, with a healthy Aaron Rodgers preseason, was supposed to be amazing. Because we would have Josh Allen, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, Mac Jones. But the Pats, they typically hang around. They're not normally a 2-9 and nine team. So that division has not been great. The Bills, tremendous letdown this year. And season's not over, but the fact that they're 500, that loss last week was a heartbreaker, though. So I do feel for Bills fans. However... The Dolphins will beat the Commanders. They will win that division. We'll see if they eventually can get to a point where we're talking about on this podcast, Miami has won a big game. Because I feel like we should get confetti behind me and start doing stuff when they do. Because it's going to be a very, very big you know, threshold that they pass if they can win a big game. Because Tua, he has confidence under him, and he has every reason to. He's an MVP candidate. His statistics are incredible. But I want to see Mike McDaniel and this team win a big game. That's not going to happen on Sunday, but they will beat the Commanders. Final five games of the NFL Sunday slate. This is one of my favorite ones, the Broncos and the Texans. I mentioned this when we talked about the power rankings. Houston Texans are three-point home favorites, which is actually a very interesting number. I feel like they're getting a lot of respect there considering they're coming off a loss at home last week to the Jags. Um, this is a, just a really good game between two of the hottest teams in football this past month and a half or so. 
Um, you take five in a row for Denver. Who would have thought? How hot have the Broncos been? So now they leave mile high. They go to Houston, and they're playing a Texans team who have won three straight. They had one, excuse me, three straight after a heartbreaker against the Jags. If you guys haven't seen the replay of Amendola's kick to send that game to overtime, it hits the crossbar. How bad of a rejection is that for a game that you look at if the Texans send that one to overtime and C.J. Stroud gets an overtime win over Trevor Lawrence in a divisional game? That division immediately becomes up for grabs for the Texans. But it didn't work out that way. I think Jacksonville now has a very comfortable lead in the division. But that doesn't stop me from taking the Texans over the Broncos in this Week 13 matchup. It's honestly one of the hardest games to pick of the entire season, in my opinion. But I like the Texans. A massive home win. I think they're going to outscore Russ. The Broncos' defense has been very good during this win streak. They've played against quarterbacks like Josh Dobbs. I think C.J. Stroud is the real deal. He outscores Russell Wilson, and the Texans reemerge themselves after winning three straight losing one they get right back on track at home on sunday afternoon the texans over the broncos in the 4 p.m window takes us into a very boring one between the carolina panthers and the tampa bay buccaneers two extremely bad teams combined records of five and 17 we've seen this a lot in the nfl and this goes on to you know tom brady's point a couple weeks ago which people are still talking about and he called out the mediocrity of the NFL. He says the coaching isn't as good. The top tier teams aren't as good. The rules in protecting player safety has taken a lot of skill. And I'm trying to think of the word he used, finesse. That wasn't the word, but kind of the same point out of the game that there once was because there are so many, you know, flags thrown, protecting quarterbacks, protecting wide receivers to the point where there is a new game changing in the NFL from Tom Brady's prime era as a Patriot when, you know, anything went. He could hit, hit Edelman over the middle and Edelman could get knocked out for all the refs cared as long as the strong safety made the play. That's all that mattered. Um, long story short, though, it's going to be the Buccaneers winning on Sunday over the Panthers. I hate to say it, but Bryce Young is probably a bust. Is it too early to say that? Maybe, you know, not the greatest offensive line in the world. Definitely terrible wide receivers when a 30-plus-year-old Adam Thielen is your number one option. But I just don't think he looks like a franchise quarterback whatsoever. You look at some of these guys that the Panthers kind of sold out to trade and get this number one spot to take a guy like Bryce Young when you could have had CJ Stroud hindsight is always 2020 but I do think Bryce Young just truly does look like a child amongst men out there he is really tiny he's really skinny and he's not making the plays as a number one overall quarterback should be one in one win for the Panthers this season by far the worst team in the NFL how about one in ten wow not a very good rookie year but we could see him bounce back. He was pretty pretty resilient at Alabama at times. Game of the week, 49ers versus the Eagles. The Eagles are going through an absolute gauntlet right now. Have we, how have I not acknowledged this yet? They beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football two weeks ago. They beat the Bills in overtime last week, and now they have to play the 49ers. At least they're at home um, for back-to-back -back weeks here. But definitely the game of the week. I love a good NFC matchup because you know it's going to be physical. You know there's going to be good head coaches. But now we have two young quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, in a great game. And, you know, this is the game that we missed out on last year, the NFC championship game. And Brock Purdy 
hurt his elbow, I believe is what it was, so bad that he couldn't throw the ball. The 49ers, as good as a second half of the season as they had last year, they could not play a starting quarterback who could throw the ball. They eventually put in Johnson, who pretty much ran it every single snap because he couldn't throw it further than 12, 15 yards. So now we get a healthy matchup between these two young quarterbacks. And am I reading this correctly when it says the San Francisco 49ers are three-point favorites in Philadelphia against the one-loss Eagles who have never looked better, never played better, never had two better wins this season, and they're at home? in front of a rocking crowd, which is the bank, which is every single week, and the 49ers are favored, that's about all you need to know. Because when you want to know how I pick some of these games, you got to let the experts do some of the work for you. And everybody and their brother is going to be running to select the Eagles as an underdog and say, oh, what a big upset pick that was. The Eagles, who are by far the best team in football, to defend home field and beat a 49ers team who, yeah, they're back. They're back as a top three team. But I feel like the home field, like if the 49ers were at home and they were field goal favorites, I'd be like, so be it. That makes sense. Santa Clara is a tough place to play. But Philly is one of the hardest places to play in all of football the last five years. No respect to the Eagles at home. Give me the 49ers, I guess. You have to take the, You have to. I feel like it's a square pick if you take the Eagles plus three. Giving the 49ers to win this game, I think it's going to be very close. Definitely a game to look out for. Maybe there's some like underlying injury news because there is a lot of guys on that Philly defense um, that have been beat up that are questionable. But typically most over 60, 75% of those guys do play on Sundays. And then A.J. Brown has been beat up too. So there is some injury stuff going in this one, but definitely not enough to me for me to like be sitting here on Friday and this line has been kind of consistent all week and say that the Eagles should be underdogs against anybody let alone at home wow I did not think that sentence would come out of my mouth give me the 49ers over the Eagles on Sunday afternoon in not an upset (laughs) that's crazy Browns versus the Rams to cap off the afternoon window Rams are they definitely are not three and a half point favorites in this game Actually, they might be because of that's actually crazy because Joe Flacco's going to start. That just didn't seem right either. Wow. I'm very surprised. So they're now plus three and a half. The Browns, the seven win Browns, the Rams are three and a half point favorites at home. And that kind of scraps all my notes because I actually thought the Browns were three and a half point favorites in this game. And I was going to take the Rams as an upset. So now it doesn't seem crazy at all as the Rams are, you know, decent favorites field goal and a hook. I'm just going to take L.A. in this one. I think that is um, one of the hardest things to do to beat a veteran quarterback like Matthew Stafford on his home field. You know, the Rams, they haven't been great this year. They've dealt with injury. Their defense has been very up and down. You know, their offense has been up and down, but not Sean McVay's best year. However, they are at home against Joe Flacco, who hasn't started in over a year. Really feel for the Browns in their quarterback situation. Feels like their fan base can just never get a break, no matter what happens. But this Browns team has been pretty resilient. So if they can go in with Joe Flacco and get a win, by all means, all the respect in the world, they're definitely going to get into the top 10 in the power rankings if they can do that. But I don't think they will. You know, that's a very tough place to win at SoFi. Give me the Rams to win that one over the Browns. As fortunate as it is, injuries are a part of the game in the NFL. 
How about Sunday Night Football? The Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers are going to tee them up at Lambeau Field. And this is starting to bring back the feelings of really good primetime games. We got a killer one, maybe even a game of the year, last night on Thursday Night Football between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Very high scoring. Wasn't a single punt in that game. I think this one will be different. But the atmosphere in Lambeau for a Packer team that's won two straight after a huge win on Thanksgiving. Uh-oh, I think that place is going to be rocking. They are still touchdown underdogs. You know, this is the Kansas City Chiefs we're talking about here. The Chiefs, though, they looked really good offensively in Vegas in the second and third quarter. So that does scare me because I want to take the upset pick with the Packers. I think that the Chiefs will win this game. You know, that's not really saying too much when it comes to the spread. I think the Packers will definitely cover six points. I think Jordan Love does have the arm talent. I think they do have the momentum. I think their defense is healthy enough to cause some problems for Kansas City. It's just if this was kind of a middle of the pack team, say the Dolphins going into Lambeau or the Texans, the Broncos, somebody else kind of lingering inside of that top 10 in the power rankings. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, though. You have to pick them in a spot like this. Primetime Mahomes is just as good as anybody in the NFL ever was or ever has been. I got the Chiefs winning Sunday Night Football, but do not be mistaken that the Packers will take this one deep into the second half. And eventually, you know, if they pull out a win, that would be awesome for the NFL because there's no nothing better than the Packers down the stretch into the new year into deep december playing for a playoff spot especially with a new guy like jordan love because that would kind of be like a coming of age moment in the nfl where the young quarterbacks have officially taken over because once the packers can succeed without aaron Rodgers, that's definitely uh you know turning the page moment for someone like me and makes me feel old because all i know is aaron Rodgers at packer or at lambeau field as a packer getting big-time wins on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs probably will beat the Packers, though. That's NFL Week 13 podcast for you. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm sorry about the delay. Just wasn't in the studio over Thanksgiving break. We're definitely going to get back in the swing of things because this is when the NFL gets great. All of December, we get into the holiday season. Then come the new year, that's when the games start meaning even more come the postseason. Luke Brenneman, Survive in Advance podcast. It's December, guys. Thank you for tuning in.